This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is uh, Dr. Laura Murillo, presidency of the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Excited about our next guest. He is senior partner at Mercer. That is Philip Tenenbaum. Hi, Phil. Good morning, Dr. Murillo. How are you today? All is well, thank you. Let me begin just by saying that uh, about this time last year, you were on stage with us at our health summit, and we had a full house. Of course, things have changed just a little bit. Uh, Yeah, I think we're all trying to figure out what this new normal is all about. Absolutely, and we're optimists at the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and we know that we will get through this, and we'll be stronger with a lot of lessons learned. So tell us a little bit about Mercer. What is going on at Mercer? What should folks know as we adapt, as we're transitioning? Uh, Tell us, you know, what are some things that we can do to manage our our work? Sure, absolutely. Uh, You know, the the way we think of it at Mercer, um, we use a framework that we're calling the three R framework. So the three R's are respond, return, and reinvent. Uh, So the the challenge we've got um, today is that in some ways we're having to deal with all three of these at the same time. Uh, so while we've you know, spent a lot of time um, in many companies talking about responding to the pandemic and other current issues, I wanted to just spend a minute on return. Um, and I know a lot of folks are in the process of either doing that or have partially returned. Um, but we sort of focus on three aspects of it, um, returning safely, returning effectively, and um, probably the one that I, I find the most interesting, returning energetically, um, returning with energy. And what I mean by that is um, uh, all of us and our workforce um, is certainly part of this, are a bit worn out and um, unsettled mentally, physically, and financially. So I think the employers uh, that are going to have Um, the engagement of their workforce most immediately and be good corporate citizens are looking at supporting their workforce with energy. So supporting them with mental, physical, and financial means. Well, I think something interesting from all of this is that a lot of us are finding ways to manage, right? We're from our list of to-dos, working remotely, doing our best. I think, however, we're going to have some things that we're going to keep doing even after this pandemic, you know, comes and goes. So beyond these immediate priorities, 
What are some longer term considerations we should take into account? Um, no, I think that's that's the challenge we've all got because um, if we went back to just six months before this pandemic, you know, hit, um, we were looking at a need to basically reinvent the way we do work and reinvent um, the workforce um, so that it meets the needs of tomorrow. So none of those have none of those issues, and I'll give you an example of that in a minute, have gone away. Um, so at this, in a sense, we've got to um, fly the jet plane at the same time we're changing out the jet fuel. Um, so a, a good example of that, and the one that I think um, most people are comfortable um, with a grasp of it, is enhancing and embracing digital collaboration. Uh, so the, the example I um, always like to give on that is how do we figure out how to have our employees partner with as opposed to be replaced by technology? Um, and that's a challenge really across generations. So while certainly um, some of our um, older workforce is less comfortable with technology, um, our newer workforce, our younger workforce, um, doesn't really understand the jobs. Um, and so while they understand technology, they need to um, mentor or be mentored by the older workforce. So I think there's a partnership here that uh, we can tackle together as a whole workforce and reshape how we do work and how jobs are performed. Yeah, it's going to take a lot of innovation, flexibility, if you will, in making sure that we can pivot, right? That every day is an adaption of ideas and um, trying to um, find some balance. I think what most of us are seeing is that, you know, the, the uh, access, the easy access to all of these video meetings and conference calls have really, for many people, myself included, expanded the number of hours we're working a day, a week, and needing to kind of put some, some balance and some boundaries there. So I know that's a big challenge. The other, of course, we can't have this conversation with Mercer and you without talking about diversity and inclusion. You guys are known into corporations and assisting with all of that. What are you seeing in the horizon and what can companies do to make sure that they are in fact, not only diverse, but also inclusive? No, that's a, that's a great question. And it's timely, of course, for any number of reasons. Uh, from a Mercer perspective, I think the first thing we think of is addressing unconscious bias in the workplace. Uh, so what we find is very important is that for the most part, employees um, want to embrace and be inclusive. They, uh, employers want to have a diverse workforce, but they need to um, create awareness um, in the workforce on unconscious bias and then do some training. Um, assuming that they're comfortable uh, tackling that, which is not a minor issue, uh, Mercer's advocating a, a disciplined four-step approach. Uh, first, diagnose. Second, engage. Third, take action. And fourth, 
set accountability. Uh, so we don't have time today to go over all four of those, uh, but let me just talk, introduce the first one in a little more detail. So diagnosing, you know, when we talk about diversity and inclusion, really means to understand where you are in addition to setting goals for where you want to go. Uh, so what this involves is understanding and identifying the gaps that you have in the workplace with your employees in both their knowledge and skills. Um, second, benchmark policies and practices. So understand what the high performing organizations that have really tackled and um, are well down the road on diversity and inclusion are doing. So you understand what the opportunities are and where you can go with diversity and inclusion. Um, and third, probably the most important thing um, is get beyond just the numbers that are on um, your page in front of you. And so what I mean by that is really understand what is happening in what we call your internal labor market. So in other words, um, are there, um, ceilings that employees can't get beyond for any number of reasons, including diversity. Um, so really understand it's more than just a number, but it's understanding what's truly going on before you decide on a journey to engage, take action and accountability. So that's sort of and, the, and the truth is, is that 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 uh, this is absolutely an issue that all big and small companies are going to have to wrap their arms around. And you talk about uh, the the um, bias in a lot of ways, the subtleties, and and just being aware of that and having an assessment. This is one of the many areas that. Uh, your company, Mercer, is an expert and so many others. And so we're asking everyone to visit, you know, the Mercer website to take a look at all the work you're doing. And and a lot of people think of large corporations when we talk about these diversity and inclusion topics, but it's all size of businesses from a three-person team to a person team. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's one, whether you have one or two or three people, You've got to get the most senior people in that organization actively engaged in sponsoring or diversity and inclusion from a Mercer's perspective will not succeed. Well, we appreciate uh, the ongoing engagement with you, Phil, and the whole Mercer team. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you real soon. Stay safe, Phil. Okay, thank you, Dr. Mario, for your time and um, giving me the opportunity.